Hello, I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine. Today I'm here with Aaron Fisher, CEO of EV Passport, and Human Shahidi, EV Passport's President, and today we're talking about tenant amenities. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having, Thanks for having us. So before the White House's massive infrastructure bill and its increased sustainability efforts, we were already hearing a lot of talk about how important it is to have sustainable tenant amenities. What are some of the most popular clean technologies and amenities that properties are adopting? Yeah, Janelle, great question. Um, you know, we're we're hearing a lot of different feedback out in the field, and you know, with a diverse range of customers uh, focusing on EV charging, you know, understanding what matters right now begins and ends with compliance first and foremost. A lot of buildings are striving for the LED uh, certifications, and in order to go uh, lead uh, LED platinum, uh, EV charging is actually a requirement of it. Uh, and so more and more, we're seeing a lot of buildings, you know, leverage some of the existing uh, rebate programs and things like that to, you know, increase their sustainability efforts um, and, and, and get those higher certifications first and foremost. Um, but Aaron, I don't know if you want to add to that um, in terms of the infrastructure bill. Yeah, on the infrastructure yeah. bill side, you know, it, what's absolutely critical is beyond paying for electric yeah. chargers, which is a fantastic way to start, is paying for the unit. What's absolutely critical is that the Biden infrastructure bill actually addresses the, the core part of the expense of installing electric vehicle chargers, which is what is known as make ready programs. And make ready programs are utility runs and, and, and state run and allow really the expense of all the electrical from the street to the panel to be paid for by the utility or by the government. That is a bulk of the expense. And so when it comes to, you know, how do you provide mass adoption of electric vehicles? How do you get them into buildings? How do you even pay for the installation necessary for, you know, lead platinum certification? Make ready programs uh, being part of any infrastructure bill is absolutely critical. Great. EV charging is one of the most in-demand property amenities right now. What do you find tenants are looking for in an EV charging experience? Yeah, you know, we've talked to so many different customers in so many different locations, you know, across the United States and Canada. And one thing that seems to really stick out for us is really a frictionless experience, right? We fundamentally believe that it's really easy to make things complicated but it's incredibly difficult to make things simple. And one of the things we're laser focused on is that simplicity, right? When you think about the gas station, it's quite an easy experience, right? There's no fobs, there's no memberships. Uh, it's, it's not complicated. You just show up, you, you know, and you, you start pumping gas after you've processed your payment. And EV charging uh, for the real estate world, whether it's a corporate campus or um, a multi-unit dwelling and beyond, really needs to in, you know, take on that same approach. So for us, we want to make sure that it's really easy for the consumer so that when they arrive, they're able to just find the charger, maybe perhaps through a map engine like Google Maps, which we have natural integrations with at EV Passport. And once they get there, it shouldn't be complicated. In, in the EV Passport platform, it's quite seamless, right? You know, you just scan the QR code, you process the payment, um, and, and, and you go. And there's natural integrations with Apple Pay and so on and so forth. So that seamless experience really needs to take flight. And that's super, super important because 
charging is an integrated thing uh, into the broader ecosystem. For automakers, um, you know, it's important to make sure that they're cognizant of that fact as well. Um, that's why there are notions like plug and charge, right? To, you know, which we have a 19.2 kilowatt charger that, you know, is ISO 15118 compliant that allows for plug and charge to take, to, you know, to take flight, uh, which is really great. But more importantly, customers are looking for a frictionless experience and a connected experience, right? There are a lot of different tenant experience platforms. Uh, so many of them are wonderful, right? You have Lane, you have HQO, you have all these other wonderful platforms, but you also have parking operations platforms like Tiba, uh, which is a great one, and so on and so forth. And I bring these up because you need to integrate with all of these. And in order to do that, you have to have an open API, uh, which we obviously do. And, and that's what makes it a you know, frictionless experience. Aaron, I don't know if you want to add to that, in, you know, in terms of the product side, um, but I think, you know, from a customer feedback, that's important for us to know. Yeah, simplifying the user experience, uh, you know, out of the box and across infrastructure is essential, you know, being able to go into a parking garage and before you even, you know, get there and you're looking for parking and you you're in an electric car, you know, chances are you're going to want to charge too. Those aren't siloed experiences and they shouldn't be treated as such. Interesting. So what are some of the biggest obstacles that properties face when they're adopting EV charging stations? Yeah, that's a great question. I'll take this one. Um, you know, there's the obvious ones, you know, there's electrical capacity, there's cellular service, all those go without saying. And, and we already spoke about how, you know, make ready programs with utilities and, and, and government rebates can kind of help bridge that gap. But really what it comes down to is ease of doing business. It's always about how can you simplify the purchasing decision? How can you simplify the installation decision for an owner operator, for, for a landlord? And what we've seen in the marketplace is incredibly complex pricing. You look at you know, ChargePoint, you look at Blink, and it's always about, we're gonna sell you a piece of hardware for thousands of dollars. We're gonna charge you hundreds of dollars a year per plug. And then we're gonna charge you for warranty service. We're gonna charge you for connectivity. And you're, you, you know, it's like you're ordering off of this incredibly complex menu when you have customers in your building who just wanna charge their car. So that's on one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum you have, you know, do you just buy chargers off Amazon that are just plugs, but then you get stuck paying the electric bill. So the cost of doing nothing is incredibly expensive. And then the cost of doing something is also incredibly expensive. And so, you know, that's really one of the biggest obstacles that we experience when we talk to a building as EV Passport and they go, oh, how complicated is this gonna be? And we go, look, it's gonna be really simple. It's one price for the hardware and includes software for a number of years, includes connectivity, supports payments. You can log in, you can see usage, you can, you know, designate your bank account to pay out. And then, you know, down the road, you, you pay us, uh, you know, a few bucks a month per charger and it's simple. Pricing complexity and giving people, you know, too much is, is, is one of the biggest obstacles for deployments in buildings because it makes them wonder and trying to figure out like, how many do I need today? And then I can add it like one more next year because if you overcomplicate pricing structures and you don't keep it incredibly simple, you're not going to have mass deployment of EV charging stations because people are going to constantly be playing catch up. If you simplify structures like we do with pricing and just make it really easy to do business, you can get ahead. And the more chargers there are, the more cars there's going to be. Properties are being encouraged to adopt sustainable technologies like this through government rebates and tax incentives. 
what do those incentives look like and how can properties take advantage of them? So one of my favorite programs in the United States uh, is called NYSERDA. It operates in New York State and it was so successful that it actually has now run out of money last month. But it was incredibly easy. They had a list of qualifying hardware and software providers. For every single charger you installed, you would receive $4,000 or $4,500 per charger. So right off the bat, that program was covering a majority, if not all, of the electrical installation, the hardware, the software, you know, all the permitting required to install chargers. And it was so successful that it actually ran out of money. That's a, that's a good problem to have. We see other programs in the United States that are creating more complicated models that require, you know, very lengthy processes. The NYSERDA program in New York uh, was great because it wasn't restricted to one utility. It was all of New York State. It wasn't, you know, do you have, you know, Con Edison, do you have something else? It was just all of New York State. And making sure that you can reduce the red tape and have a simplified process where any, you know, building owner can, can go, they can sign up, they can say, oh, you know, I would like 10 chargers. I'm in Brooklyn. Um, I'm going to get a quote for the installation. I got a quote for the, the hardware and the software, you know, approve it, gets pre-approved. They put aside the money. And then after all the work is done, you, you receive your check in the mail. That's how easy it should be. Now, besides NYSERDA, there's a number of other programs that are, of course, just as simple. But, you know, it's important that, you, that these government programs work hand in hand with charging network providers to make sure that they're not overcomplicating things. The worst thing that can happen is, is, is delays, 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 right? We want to keep this as simple as possible. And, you know, EV Passport even, you know, helps walk you through the process. We have good relationships with many utilities and their programs, and uh, we're very aware of them. And so, you know, we always talk about value, but of course, if you can, you know, take some money off the table there and even amplify your number of stations that you're installing, that's even better. Great. How can amenities like EV charging stations help draw people back to the office? And how might amenities like that appeal to people who otherwise would continue working from home? It's it's such an important point, especially as we, you know, have arrived in this hybrid world. And when we think about the office space, right? I mean, one thing to to note here is that people are changing the way they think about work. They're changing the, the way they think about corporate campuses and beyond. Uh, and, you know, one of the ways that we've seen EV charging change the landscape of people going back to work is it's somewhere you can actually charge your car, right? I mean, you can do two things at once. You can go to work, you can get your work done, and you come back with a full uh, tank of gas, which is pretty exciting, right? But beyond that, what we're also seeing is the experience, right? Um, and where you're able to create engagement through infrastructure. You know, there's a lot of value in organizations pursuing sustainability efforts. And what we mean by that is there's a lot of organizations going after carbon net neutral uh, programs, right? Or aspiring to minimize their carbon footprint as a whole. One of the ways you're able to do that is by making sure that the corporate campuses that you have uh, have EV charging. It's really, really important. And it's also another way to enhance the employee experience, right? 
you know, the state of the connected uh, customer report said that 84% of customers say the experience a company provides is as important as its products and services. For corporations and companies across America, big or small, their number one customer is actually their employees. So it's super important for them to think about electric vehicle charging as not just an amenity, but as, but as a way they can empower their work and make their lives easier so that when they arrive to work that there are EV chargers so they can charge their vehicle in a seamless way. Their productivity goes up because now you don't have to go to the gas station, right? Um, because the gas station doesn't exist anymore. It's you're, you're creating an experience where you live, work, and play. Um, and you know, you go, let's go back to geometry. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? You go from work back to home. You've charged your vehicle at your office while having a really productive day. But beyond that also, it's the ability to help create moments, right? The EV charger, maybe it can be the new modern bubbler, right? We used to say we like to get around the water bubbler at the office. Well, now you might get together at the EV charger because your car is done charging and someone else might want to swap out for the spot, so on and so forth. And it can bring a sense of community together as we get more and more EV drivers out on the road. Excellent. Well, Aaron, who, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. You bet. Our pleasure. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time.